I am your podcast producer stepping in today for Lucas McCann, and I am so honored to share with you our guest today. She is Amber Worthen. She's the founder and CEO of ASW Communications, and I want to know about her story, about her background, so I'm going to flip the mic over to her now. Tell us a little bit about where you worked before you got to ASW, and then tell us about what ASW is. Yeah. Thanks, Casey. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. So I worked in Washington, D.C. for a number of years. I started out on Capitol Hill and decided that really wasn't for me. So the association world drew me in just with the 35-hour work week and flexible hours. Um, I landed, thankfully, at the American Physical Therapy Association. And I ended up being there for seven years. I started out in their governance department helping with their board of directors and their volunteers, and then was able to move over to their communications department, which is my specialty. That's what I went to school for. And what I love is everything communications. So was able to move over there and finish out my seven years at the Physical Therapy Association, which I loved. You know, towards the end of my time there, I had my first son and uh, this was pre-COVID and I just needed someone to fill my job for four months while I was on maternity leave. So we called, uh, we were utilizing Higher Logic, and I called Higher Logic and said, Hey, can you, can you supply a person for me to just design and just test out my emails and get them out the door? Um, and they said, No, we can't. So we ended up having to hire a temp and train them on my entire job, which was website and email. And it was a lot. Um, They ended up doing a great job, but it was definitely a hole that I saw. And because it was pre-pandemic, they weren't doing flexible work. It was still pretty much in the the office all the time. Um, And so I called Higher Logic when I was on maternity leave and said, hey, you know, why don't you fill this hole? What are other holes that you wish you filled? And we had a great conversation. And that's how ASW Communications was born. Um, It really was just born out of, I want to support companies with communications in just a different way. Um, And with my company, um, over the years, we've now seen, you know, so many times when we can just jump in for a small amount of time and really help associations with their email marketing as a earlier specialty. Um, And we fill a lot of maternity leave still. That is amazing. So as they all say, necessity is the mother of invention. I love this story because you very practically got your experience, you know, paid your dues, so to speak, working in an association, saw something that there was a need out there in the marketplace for that there wasn't um, some, some vendor was not delivering on this service as the way it should be. And that kind of birthed ASW communications as we know it today. I think that is so awesome. And I look at you as someone that is an expert in email and email in the association space. That's so important when it comes to membership, recruitment, 
um, industry relations, all that type of thing. It, it is, as much as the algorithms as social media may change, email kind of remains pretty consistent. I think it's a really important tool. So I want to get your feedback on some of the, just some strategies or just some things you're seeing out there that associations maybe are coming up short with on email and just some practical advice where, you know, they could start improving on that important tactic. Yeah. For sure. So associations rely on email very heavily. Email is still king, even though there are more platforms and more options for communications, email is still the big guy in the game. And I think especially for associations, because email is how you tell your story well. So you want the full communication cycle, right? I'm never going to go in and say, we just need to specialize on email. Like we look at full communications. You got to look at your social, your paid ads, your podcasts, your, all your website, your, you know, all your paid content that you've got out there. But how does email help bring that all the way through to your members? How do we tell that story from the beginning of saying, welcome, we're so glad you're part of this community all the way through to help them feel seen and appreciated and that they belong in a community that they, they want to belong in. And, you know, just because association has more space, uh, I mean, email, email has just more, you know, room to write things out. It makes it better. You can write a paragraph <laughs> easily there and it's okay. Um, so for me, I find the biggest thing that associations are lacking with email is just that they don't look at it that way. Um, I feel like majority of C-suites look at email as that really cheap vent, you know, platform that we use to get our word out and there might be a few conversions on it, but that's it. Um, and also the staffing on it. I find that majority of the time, just like me, like I fell into email marketing because I knew websites and I knew social media, but you know what? The American Physical Therapy Association needs someone to do their email. And so that's where I fell in. And that is the story pretty much everywhere we go. No one is dedicated to email. They're always something tacked on. Oh, someone's got to do this email thing. So that's, that's fine. That's totally okay. But how are we investing in that staff to really maximize the use of a platform that does so well? Because email can be so strong if we just utilize it. So as we've worked so much with associations over the last four years, I'm just continually amazed at how little people are maximizing use of, use of their platform. So we very quickly went from filling maternity leaves to helping people just maximize the use of it because you're paying good money for an email platform. But at the end of the day, most people are using maybe 50% of its features, their staff are just kind of hurrying and getting in there and getting something out the door because they don't have time, they don't have the training on it. So taking the time to elevate the team and use the system to work for your company, work for your association are some of the things I'm really, you know, passionate about. And I hope that that's, you know, helping people on the other side, because if we're going to utilize this platform so much, let's let's make sure we're doing it well to benefit our members. Yeah, well said. And I worked at an association, the American Neurological Association, and we were 
one of the rare associations I feel like that actually had a dedicated full-time employee whose job was purely email. Uh, it was rare. It was not always the case. It was something that they brought in um, after I had worked there a couple of years. And I can tell you for sure that this person was never not busy. Like this was a very important person in the organization. A lot of things um, funneling back to this individual. And, uh, you know, I'm curious about a lot of things right now, um, because first of all, what is like the job description of an email person? Like, is it someone that knows how to design the emails and make them look nice? Is it someone that knows how to wordsmith the, the, the email? Is it someone that can kind of organize and make sure, you know, I, I'm just so curious, like what mm -hmm. are what should associations be looking for when they go to write a job description for someone whose job is purely email? If it's purely email, I would lean more towards the ability to design, the ability to analyze data and test to figure out results to be able to make a plan. Those are the top things I would do if I was a main email person, understanding audiences. You need to be able to write well, but I find a lot of associations have uh, a marketing team. So it, it also depends on where that person falls. Sometimes the email person falls under the IT team. The marketing team is actually feeding them the content, but they sit on the IT team and they know the audiences really well. They know how to maximize the use of the platform and they design really well, you know? So that might be a fit if they're on the marketing team or the communications team, then yeah, they need to know words. They need to know words more and be able to write better. But someone that's just curious, like let's test all the time. Let's look at the analytics. Let's decide where are we going to pivot next? How are we going to talk to our members better. That that's really the big key to me. Now I want to ask about a dreaded word that may come up in this conversation and that's over emailing. I know I mm -hmm. remember hearing that come up a few times. Hey, are we emailing too much? Are we going to the well too many times? Are we, mm -hmm. you know, sending so many communications out via email that a lot of it is just becoming noise. Like how do you guard against that horrible situation? All the time. I mean, I think I, f I fear that is a big thing that associations struggle with. They do what we call spray and pray. They email all their members multiple times a week and just hope something sticks. That is the worst thing you could do. If you think about your personal life, you want a tailored experience we want to be talked to like we are known. And that's why people are joining these associations, right? So at APTA, as a physical therapist, you're joining because you want a community of people like you. You need education, but you know what? You love those conferences where you're with people that get you. And so tailoring your emails is critical. So obviously writing great content that actually applies to people. If you're not writing great content that applies, then just don't. Don't waste your time. You're wasting your staff time. You're waking your member time and they're going to start drowning you out. Second, tailor your audience always. You should rarely be emailing all your members. Like unless you're a tiny association, maybe, but like 
these medium large associations, you should only be doing that a few times a month. You don't want to drown them in communications. They should get regular emails every segment, but they should be segmented. You have students, you have early careers, you have mid careers, you have retiring, you know, whatever your membership segments are, you should really be thinking, how are we just talking to these segments? Um, Secondly, you should be funneling. So when we talk about conference promotions, the biggest thing that makes my heart sink is when we go into a company and association and look at how they communicate to their members for their big annual meeting. And most of the time they're just emailing everyone 10 times. That's a terrible idea. They, they don't want that. And that's telling the member that we don't understand them and we don't hear them. Rather, we should be funneling. Did they open it? Did they click it? Have they interacted on our website? Um, what are they doing to show us that they care? Another tip we like to do on, on annual conference emails too, is we put something on the bottom that says, I can't make it this year. Pause. Can you pause these emails for me this year? People have lives. We can put in a simple sentence at the bottom that says, hey, we see you. We understand it might be your kid's wedding or your family vacation that week and you just can't come this year. That's okay. So I just to try to get ahead of this over emailing, you need to segment better is really the foundational part. Really look at your audiences and be specific. You still are going to email a lot. So even associations that are doing that, they're still sending out a lot of emails every day, but the member isn't only getting a few a week and that that's okay. Yeah. I don't want to get too into the weeds on tools and, and softwares mm-hmm. and all that type of thing, but I am a little bit curious on um, the platforms that are out there that people are having success with. Um, you know what I'm to, to, do email well, you kind of have to be platform agnostic. As I say, you know, it's not, you know, get the strategy right. And then the tools come second, I feel like, but what um, tools are out there that you're seeing? And does ASW, when you come into these different organizations to help with their email, do you have to know all these tools and how do you kind of stay on top of the emerging technology? Yeah, good question. So Absolutely. It's important to write, pick the right platform. I mean, I could talk about that for a long time. My, I would just say my number one tip there is pick the email platform that melds with your AMS or CRM as best as possible. Again, that data and your audience segmenting is the most critical thing in email. So if those things are not talking well, it's going to be really hard to accomplish great things. Um, some great tools out there. What we're constantly using with associations Higher Logic, um, HubSpot, Dynamics is a big one right now. Um, Microsoft Dynamics, they've got an email platform that more people are moving over to. Um, we're also seeing in, I mean, a lot of associate, small associations utilize Constant Contact, MailChimp, Mailer, your membership, kind of those smaller things, which are okay, depending on your budget. I just like a platform that can definitely automate emails. So your staff aren't working more time. I will say though, MailChimp is um, upping its game a lot this last year. So that will be coming up more on the horizon as a better, a good platform. And yeah, we, we've utilized all those platforms. Once, once you know one email platform, you kind of know them all, but we watch all the trainings from the companies. I mean, 
all these companies do have great trainings. Thank you, YouTube, for extra supplemental trainings. We spend a couple hours making sure we're 100% up to snuff if we're not. And be honest with questions, right? Like we want to model what we hope teams or other teams are doing too. Because we, we do help a lot of associations move email providers as well. And so we want to also model if we don't know something. So right now I'm moving, we're moving a big client out of an email platform that we haven't used for a year and a half. So, but I'm, I'm still copying them on my questions just because I want them to know, Hey, we're going to ask a question and we're going to get a great answer. This is how we figured it out. And you guys can keep doing that after we leave too. Yeah, that is really, really great feedback. I think the num my number one takeaway is make sure that the CRM or the AMS that you're using speaks well to whatever email platform you're using because then you can build in those efficiencies and mm -hmm. kind of limit that learning curve um, because yes, it can take a long time to learn some of these systems. And that's why I'm so impressed with the, the team that you've assembled at AS. W and how they can stay on top of all these platforms. And that's just a tremendous resource to anyone in the association world. Um, and I'm curious, like, how does ASW work? Um, if, you know, someone is looking for some temporary support in the, in the email game or like how, how does, how, what are the logistics behind how your team comes in and integrates and, and gets the job done? Yeah. So one of the big things I learned soon after like entering the multiple associations was we were cleaning up messes from other communications agencies that had come in. So some of the big things that I really strive to do is number one, my myself and my whole team have association backgrounds. We all came out of associations. So we don't need to get up on the learning core curve of what your annual conf, you know, like all the acronyms and all the things like we, we get it. We have questions, but like overall we get associations inside and out. Number two, our number one core value is collaborate. I don't, we never want to be a consultancy that comes in and tells you all the things that are wrong and we get out the door. Instead, our first onboarding call is what are you trying to accomplish? What's our role in this? Do you want us to do everything? Like we can come in and project manage this whole thing and you guys are part of it. Or are we working for you for a few weeks just to accomplish your goals? And you just need some extra hands right now. So collaboration is key. Um, I would say to like, think about the three different pillars that we can help with. I bucket them in three different ways. So number one, we provide the short-term staffing. So that's a maternity leave, a staff gap, whatever. We can come in and do everything, just work as part of your team. Um, number two is we help you maximize the use of a platform. That's a kind of a really big bucket. Um, I want to take the time to expound, but anything you need help with, we can come in and do it. And number three is we can help you move email providers. So when you're moving out of... MailChimp into higher logic, let's say we can help you move really fast because we know those platforms really well. Um, so depending on what bucket you need, really you just start with a call with me. We assess it and determine should we come in really early and just be a person on the team or, you know, some people just lost a member on their team last week and they need help ASAP. Great. We'll jump in and learn as we go of a situation. So it depends on what the need is. But again, our number one thing is 
we just want to collaborate and we do our best to just integrate ourselves into your team and ask a lot of questions and listen and just provide the best quality of work, but also hopefully just be a good asset. Absolutely. And Amber and I were talking a little bit of before we hit record here and, you know, we're talking about working in Salt Lake. Of course, Amber spent time in DC and then returned back to Salt Lake City. And, you know, there's so many benefits to being able to to do that. Obviously, like I'm just thinking in my head alone, we're approaching ski season here. Being out in the mountains sounds quite nice uh, as a winter sports person. However, I want to know about I know this is a trend right now in the association world. People are working at associations and they're living outside of Chicago and DC, the two traditional hubs of our industry. So tell me about what that's like working outside of the the two hubs there and um, any advice you have for people that are trying to do a similar thing. Yeah. So myself and my whole team, none of us live in the DC or Chicago area. Um, I've got one person in New Jersey, which is as close as we get. And again, all of us came from associations. We all kind of moved pandemic time. Like a lot of people just moved. They wanted to get back by family or just in the location they preferred. And I find that I, I still just get huge benefit to going to the conferences. I go to a few conferences a year. That's where I reconnect in person with people. And I love it. But from a technology standpoint, I mean, I'm always talking to people. I'm always communicating with people via, you know, Zoom, phone calls, LinkedIn, like all the things we're always connecting, um, webinars. So I think that's been great. At the end of the day, I just, I, I want people to be happy. So our second core value is life first. So I employ all women who want to work great, remote, flexible jobs. And I just feel very strongly that if we can create happy people, they're going to be more passionate and happy towards their jobs. Because I felt like in the DC area, when I lived there, you know, it's, we don't grow up feeling like I'm going to go work for an association. Like that's my dream job. We honestly all landed there. We all landed there somehow. And so at least being able to provide the environment that they love and giving them the flexibility, but still making sure you have those great touch points. Like I said, I go to conferences. I go to DC a couple times a year. Like I still love to see my association friends and I still want to be part of that community, but being in a great spot, like you said, I mean, I love outdoor recreation and I need to be closer to my parents right now. And my kids love it. You know, it's just a better fit for me. And same with my whole team. They needed to be where they wanted to go for them personally, which makes them fantastic employees for me. And so that's what's the most important. And and just budgeting whatever you're paying, you know, for your building or whatever you're doing, make sure you're making that budget move to get those people at conferences, get them into your all team meetings, you know, do something great and fun. So they're still feeling the love and community, but for us, it's been worth it. Makes total sense to me. Everyone, you've been listening to Amber Worthen. She is the founder and CEO of ASW Communications. And in the spirit of Six Degrees of Associations, I always ask if there's someone else in your network that you think listeners of this podcast, association-minded folks, um, would be interested in hearing from. 
Yeah, I would say Jason Bellamy. He was the senior vice president over membership and communications at the American Physical Therapy Association. He has since moved on, but when I was there, he was just a fantastic leader that let me grow, that let me be a change agent, that taught me so much about communications. Um, and I know he continues to do that where he is now. That's awesome. And also one other thing I always like to ask our guests, was there, was there anything else that you think would be beneficial to, to throw in there um, in regards to our conversation today that I didn't ask you about? I would just say my overarching email tip that I tell everyone is please automate. Please look at what your email person is doing and say, how can we be doing this better? And there's so many automation options that will save them so much time. It will make them happier. It will make it so you can get them focusing on something better. And I think it makes a world of difference. Amber, I'm a huge fan of what you're doing with ASW Communications. I am definitely going to put links to the website and all that type of thing in the description. But just casually, people that are listening and aren't checking their phone right now at the description, tell us how they can, uh, folks can reach you. Yeah. Our company email is, um, is my name. So you can email me directly at amber at aswcommunications.com. Our website is aswcommunications.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn for weekly email tips and insights to make it better, a little bit better every day. Absolutely. We will put links to all of that in the description today. Amber Worthen, this has been great. There are a couple of side conversations that we could have gone really gone down the rabbit hole on technology being definitely one of them as that continues to evolve. But just for listeners to our show to know, this is an expert in this field and, um, you know, someone who has seen a lot of the different systems, if not just about all of them. So she can definitely give you an unbiased look at what's working out there. So really, really cool inside information here. Amber Worthen, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thank you, Casey. I appreciate it.